So when it comes to 2017 and 2016, when I'm at the edge of that, that midnight time after I've woken up at 6 in the morning, um, I, I like to think about the past, but I also like to look ahead to the future. But I, I tend to focus more on the past and trying to be thankful. Like I said, it's been a pretty good year. My son has grown a little bit, like it's his job, like he's getting paid. I don't understand. I go through shoes and clothes so fast. Um, but I try to thank God for my son. I try to thank God for my wife. And uh, I, I try to thank God for the house that I live in. And I try to thank God for the car that I drive. Although I'm not always content. I'll confess to you, I'm dreaming of new cars. Sorry. I know. She drops her head to the side like, what are you telling me, talking about? I figure if I tell you all, then there's more people to hold me accountable. <laughs> but I... Uh, I try to be thankful, and I try to think about the things, the ways that God's blessed me in the last year. What, what about you? Have, have you tried to be thankful this year so far in the last 11 hours? Are you thinking about the blessings of the last year? Or are you thinking about the struggles? Are you thinking about the ways God has provided? Are you thinking about the ways God has forgiven you? Are you thinking about the, maybe the people that you've lost or the struggles that you've had financially or the struggles you've had in relationships? See, when it comes to the end of the year, sometimes it's hard to be thankful because we go through rough times, because we have difficult days, because we have financial and relational and emotional and physical struggles. Maybe it was a tough year for you Maybe you found out that there was a diagnosis that you didn't want to hear, but it came anyway. Or maybe there was a relationship, a friendship, or a romantic relationship that fell apart. And you were convinced that it was going to last, or you were convinced that it was going to be great, and then it fell apart. Or maybe you've had some financial struggles, you lost a job, or you got laid off, or a bill came that you weren't expecting. And it's hard to be thankful for 2016 when things haven't gone the way you wanted them to. And then it can be very hard to look ahead to 2017 because it's almost like you're waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? When is it going to drop? Don't you hate that? Don't you? I, I hate that in myself. I hate it when things are going good and, and God is blessing me. And I say to myself, well, great. It just means that something bad's going to happen. How many of you do that? Anybody? You lie. Because <laughs> I'm just like you, I know. The fact is, is that we need to be thankful. We need to be thankful for another year. Because we're here. And we made it. We got through the struggles. We got through the difficulties. We got through the pain. We got through the frustration. We got through the illnesses and the sicknesses and the death. We got through it, and we made it to here. So we need to be thankful for that. There's a psalm that I want to talk about for just a few minutes this morning. It's Psalm 65. It's right there, smack dab, right in about the middle of the Bible. And this morning I want to talk about this psalm. It was a special psalm of David that was written for one of the feasts 
Um, if you've got your Bible, turn to Psalm 65. Uh, it's on page 410 of the Bible in the chair in front of you. If you didn't bring your Bible today, that's okay. Um, what we're going to talk about uh, is Psalm 65 and being thankful. Uh, I want to kind of give you a glimpse into what we're going to do. This image that you see up here is for our next series starting next Sunday called Your Story, His Glory. And it's all about how God can take our difficult circumstances and situations and he can take the things that we're going through and he can turn them around and use them for his glory you may be going through something right now where you think there is no way God could ever redeem this or there is no way God could ever change my circumstances or my situation and things I'm just stuck this series this next series is for you if you feel stuck in your life if you feel stuck in bad circumstances and situations this series is for you because I believe that God is able to take bad and he can make good come out of it. And that's what this whole series is going to be about. It's going to go six weeks, starts next week up until the time I go on vacation. Uh, and then uh, if the weather doesn't warm up, I don't know that I'm coming back from Florida. So at least not until March 21st. Only 80 days until spring, by the way. That's right. That's what I'm saying. So... Um, but for today, we're going to look at Psalm 65. And like I said, this was a psalm that was written in light of one of the feasts, one of the three major feasts of Israel. Israel had three feasts every year. They had Passover, they had Pentecost, and then they had the festival of uh, the Feast of Tabernacles or Booths. And the Feast of Tabernacles was uh, a feast of a harvest. It was a harvest feast where they would remember how God had provided through the harvest. And it took place after the last harvest of the year, which was the grape harvest. And so it kind of signified the end of one year and the beginning of a new year. And I thought, man, this is a great psalm to talk about on January 1st. So we're going to talk about this psalm today. We're going to take it in three little sections. The first one is Psalm 65, 1 through 4. And uh, we're going to look at three different blessings that God gives. And the first is the blessing of forgiveness. Uh, look at uh, Psalm 65, verses 1 through 4 with me. Praise awaits you, O God, in Zion. To you our vows will be fulfilled. O oh, you who hear prayer, to you all men will come. When we were overwhelmed by sins, you forgave our transgressions. Blessed are those you choose and bring near to live in your courts. We are filled with the good things of your house, of your holy temple. That word there in verse 3 that says you forgave our transgressions, in the Hebrew it's a word that means you atoned for our sins and transgressions. You atoned for them. That means somebody paid for our sins. In our world, post-resurrection, we know that it was Jesus Christ who atoned for our sins. And that is the blessing of forgiveness. That whatever you've done, whatever sin you've committed, no matter how egregious, whatever words that you said that were either hurtful or hateful, those sins are forgiven. No matter the thoughts that you've had, how vile and impure they may be, those sins are forgiven. The deeds that you have done, the things that you've done that you're not proud of, those sins are forgiven. Here at the end of 2016, the beginning of 2017, we need to be thankful for the blessing of forgiveness. That Jesus atoned for our sins. He paid the price. He took the punishment that our sins deserve because he loves us so much. Because Jesus loves us, he died for our sins. 
And now if we will believe in Jesus, repent from our sins, confess our faith, and be baptized, God will wash away our sins and fill us with the Holy Spirit. He will transform our lives and change us from the inside out because we have that blessing of forgiveness. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I need to be reminded that I am forgiven because I can get pretty down on myself. I can beat myself up pretty good. Anybody here ever beat themselves up pretty good for the things that they've done in the past? That past comes calling. That past comes around the corner and says, do you remember? It's the voice of the enemy. The voice of the enemy comes calling and says, do you remember when you did this? Do you remember, do you remember college? Some of you say, no, I don't. That's why I feel so bad. <laughs> the good news is that God doesn't remember that stuff. The Bible tells us that when God forgives our sins, he remembers them no more. He forgives and he forgets. And so the time has come for you to accept the blessing of forgiveness. There's a, a great verse from 1 John that talks about how Jesus is the sacrifice who atoned for our sins. Verse John 2.2 says, He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. Now, Jesus died for everybody. It doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter uh, what color you are. It doesn't matter what gender you are. It doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are. Jesus died for you and Jesus died for me it's because of that great love of God the Father in 1 John 4 10 it says this is love not that we loved God but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins he paid the price he took our punishment we deserve death but Jesus gives us life that's our hope. That's the blessing of forgiveness. Have you received it? Have you, have you received the blessing of forgiveness yet? And if not, we need to have a conversation. We need to talk about that. Because God wants to give you that blessing of forgiveness. And he wants to remind you of the blessing of forgiveness today and forever. The second blessing we receive is the blessing of answered prayer. Look at verses 5 through 8. You answer us with awesome deeds of righteousness, O God our Savior, and hope of all the ends of the earth and of the farthest seas, who formed the mountains by your power, having armed yourself with strength, who stilled the roaring of the seas and the roaring of their waves and the turmoil of the nations. Those living far away fear your wonders, where morning dawns and evening fades. You call forth songs of joy. God answers our prayers. And you may be hearing my voice right now going, no, he doesn't. I prayed for this person, or I prayed for this situation, or I prayed for this thing, and it hasn't come true yet. It hasn't happened yet. And why hasn't God answered my prayer? I believe that God answers prayers in three ways. The, our favorite answer is yes. And God will say yes, and he answers our prayers with yes, there is healing. Yes, there is a child. Yes, there is forgiveness. Yes, there is restoration. We love the prayers that God answers yes. We don't like the prayers when God says no. And sometimes he says no because he's our heavenly father. 
and he knows best. Just like with my son, sometimes I have to tell him no. Sometimes God has to tell me no because he knows that it's for my best. And I have to trust him in that, that he has something better in store. Sometimes the answer is not yet, that there is healing that is coming, but it may not be in this lifetime that healing is not coming yet, that there may be hope, that you may feel like you're, you're at rock bottom and you're praying for hope. The answer is not yet, but it's coming. There may be uh, times when that relationship you're in is broken, is broken or is breaking apart and you're just praying for healing between you and your spouse or you and your children or you and your parents and you're praying for that healing. And the answer is not yet. And that's hard. But it doesn't mean the answer is no. It just means it's not yet. And we have to wait and trust. We have to trust in the power and in the strength that God provides and the power and the strength that he has and that he gives to us. So the answer may be yes. The answer may be no. The answer may be not yet. But I can guarantee you this. God will answer your prayers. There's a Garth Brooks song. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. The song is completely wrong. There are no unanswered prayers. It's just sometimes the answer is no. And like I said, that's hard. But God does answer our prayers. We need to pray for understanding of his will that he will help us understand why he says what he says and that he will give us the strength to trust him to know that he knows best. The last blessing I want to talk about for just a minute is the blessing of God's provision. Verses 9 through 13. You care for the land and water it. You enrich it abundantly. The streams of God are filled with water to provide the people with grain, for you have ordained it. You drench its furrows and level its ridges. You soften it with showers and bless its crops. You crown the year with your bounty, and your carts overflow with abundance. The grasslands of the desert overflow. The hills are clothed with gladness. The meadows are covered with flocks, and the valleys are mantled with grain. They shout for joy and sing. God provides. And that's what that whole last section is all about, how God provided for the nation of Israel. And it was a very agricultural society. Everything was dependent upon agriculture. And that what David is writing about is how God provided the rain and the, the land. God provided everything they needed to eat. He provides for us too. He provides for our daily bread. And we need to be thankful for the ways that he has provided because God has provided. In this last year in 2016, maybe he provided clothing for you. Maybe he provided a house for you to live in. Maybe a new house. Maybe he provided that car for you to get to work. Or maybe he provided a new job. How did God provide for you this year? We need to think about these things and thank him for them. So I want to just take a couple of minutes now and talk about this on a little more practical level. There's three things, I want, three ways I want to encourage you this morning. The first way I want to encourage you is I want to encourage you 
to be thankful for God's blessings in 2016. Be thankful for God's blessings in 2016. Look back at the last year and think to yourself, how has God blessed me? In what ways has God provided for my needs? In what ways has he blessed me with people in my life, maybe a new friend, maybe a new relationship? How has God provided for you emotionally? How has God provided for you spiritually? Maybe you're new to GFCC and you found a great church that you love. Be thankful for your church. I know I am. Maybe God has provided for you physically and he provided that new job or that new house or that new car or those clothes or that food, just the daily bread that he provides each and every day. Or maybe God provided you for you physically in your health. That maybe he brought healing in a miraculous way. Or maybe he brought healing from a broken bone or from surgery or even from cancer. How has God blessed you physically this year? Because we need to recognize and realize that those gifts come from God. In uh, James 1.17, it says this, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. Every good gift comes from God. We need to remember that as we look back at 2016. We also need to be thankful for the challenges of 2016. Now, I know that sounds counterintuitive. I know that sounds hard. But we can be thankful for the challenges that we have faced this past year. How many of you are thankful for the challenges you faced? A couple of you? A few of you? Let me tell you why we can do this. In James chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, it says this. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, that there is a benefit to suffering. We don't like it. I don't like to suffer. I like life to go smoothly and easily. Amen? Amen. Right. But life doesn't always go smoothly, and life doesn't always go easily. Life can be very, very hard and very difficult. We need to be thankful for those challenges that come because those challenges strengthen us and shape us into the person that God wants us to be. That God allows the tests and the trials of our faith in our lives to produce perseverance, to produce a deeper faith, to produce a stronger faith in Him, a stronger reliance and trust in Him and upon Him. I would be thrilled if I didn't have to learn some of the lessons that I have to learn. I would be rejoicing if life was so smooth and easy and I was like that guy in that commercial who has all the luck. It's like an Indiana Farm Bureau commercial. Have you seen this commercial where the guy's walking down and he's, he wins a, a, a Halloween costume contest and he's got no costume on? He's like, some people are just lucky. You know, maybe you're like me. That would be great, right? Just, but I wouldn't grow. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't become who God wants me to be if I didn't have to go through challenges and tough times and tough situations. You may think to yourself, Sean, what kind of challenges do you have in your life? Plenty, trust me. We all go through tough times. We all have challenges. We all have difficult days. 
It's those challenges of 2016 that will give you strength and perseverance to make it through 2017. So trust in the Lord to give you the strength that you need to get through this next year. And speaking of 2017, the last thing I want to encourage you is this. Look forward to what God will do in 2017. 2016 may not have been your year. 2016 may have been the year that you just are, are just so glad it's over. I know I've talked to several people today who just said, I'm just glad that last year is over. Let's look forward to 2017. What is God going to do this year in 2017? What does he, he have in store for you? What does he have in store for our church? What does he have in store for your family? Let's look forward to what he's going to do, not with dread, but with hope. Because I want to go back to that first verse from James, James 1.17. It says, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He is the same God who got you through 2016. And as you stand here at the edge of 2017, he will get you through this year as well. He is the same God who blessed you in 2016, and he will bless you in 2017. He is the same God who gave you the strength to overcome trials. He is the same God who gave you perseverance to make it through the, the difficult days. He is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And if he got you through last year, he will get you through this next year. And if he blessed you last year, he will bless you in this new year. He never changes. And he is In my life, I have battled weight loss. Anybody else battle weight loss? It happens. I've joined Weight Watchers numerous times. I have not had the success of my friend Jeff, who lost 100 pounds in Weight Watchers. Way to go, buddy. Kept it off for a number of years. But one of the things I remember them telling us is that next year is going to come. Lord willing, 365 days from now, you'll be sitting in this room. And 2018 is going to be here before you know it. What kind of a person do you want to become in 2017? It's, it's going to come. Lord willing, and Jesus doesn't tarry. The next year is going to come. So what kind of person do you want to be? What kind of person do you want God to turn you into? A thankful person? a grateful person, someone who appreciates the blessings he provides, a transformed person, a changed person, a forgiven person. What kind of person do you want to be? The choice is up to you, and the time to make that choice is now. So how can you be more thankful in 2016? How can you be more, uh, 2017? How can you be more grateful in 2017? How can you be more hopeful in 2017? Appreciate the blessings of this last year and look forward with hope to the coming year. May God bless you in 2017 and beyond.